Hey guys, welcome to the All Jacked Up podcast. I'm your host, Dana Jenkins, and I am all jacked up in all kinds of good ways. Everything we talk about on this podcast is going to come from a place of us being all jacked up about Jesus. But more importantly, everyone on this podcast, whether it's me, your host, or someone we're interviewing, we're all jacked up and need Jesus. So if you're all jacked up, you're in the right place. Hey, hey, what's up all you jacked up people? This is your jacked up host. (laughs) Oh man, seriously, I hope everybody is doing great and having an awesome week. I, uh, I am having a great week. I was actually recently thinking about a time that my brother and I got into trouble. I mean, being honest, I got into a fair share of trouble growing up. I mean, nothing too damaging, but this time always sticks out in my mind. So my parents were not at home, and my brother Keith and I decided to play a little indoor soccer. That's right. Now, if we heard the phrase, stop throwing or kicking the ball in the house, go outside, if we heard that one time, we probably heard it a million. So um, I honestly thought we were going to get away with a little indoor fun because we had this really soft, it was almost like stuffed, uh, like like with pillow stuffing. It was a little mini, like fit in the palm of your hand soccer ball. So, I mean, what could go wrong with a little mini ball stuffed like a pillow, right? So here's how it went down. One of us stood in the doorway of my parents' bedroom. I know, already it's like, meh, not going to go well. Um, And the other one went all the way down the hallway. Now, the one that stood in the doorway, this was the goalie. And the one at the other end of the hallway, that was the kicker. Okay, so, um, and the goal was the actual doorframe. Now, I don't want to brag about my soccer skills this day, but I was on point. Uh, (laughs) I don't know if my skills were just that good or if maybe my brother was at a disadvantage because he's five years younger than me and he was too short to really fill in the door frame. I don't know. Either way, I was putting on a stinking clinic. Okay. So getting it done. So I'm, I'm feeling pretty great about myself until one of my amazing goals ends with a crash and the sound of something shattering yeah so um isn't it funny how as a kid you can go from being on top of the world untouchable to fearing for your life right and it all has to do with your parents so uh my goal had hit my mother's antique lamp and broken one of the glass ornaments that that hung down from it so oh my goodness at this point i am officially in panic mode uh, because it, it was, uh, it just wasn't good. You know, like I was old enough to know that we shouldn't have been playing ball in the house. And so the fact that we were playing ball when my parents weren't home, oh my gosh, it was, it was bad. It was bad. So I quickly found some crazy glue and I did my very best to kind of piece everything back together. I mean, I took this, it kind of looked like a, um, like an icicle, you know, it was all glass, but it looked like an icicle is kind of hanging down. And so I kind of pieced everything back together. And, um, 
The funny thing is that wasn't even the hardest part. The hardest part was that I was so worried that my brother was going to (laughs) crack as soon as my parents walked in and kind of give us up without even a fight. I just, I knew that as soon as my mom looked at Keith, he was just going to fold like a cheap pocketbook, but he didn't that night. He didn't that night. So he did good. Um, but eventually my mom did find the broken piece of her lamp and um even even through all of the great super glue of an 11 year old I don't know it's just uh it's amazing how I thought that maybe she wouldn't find it but anyway she did find it eventually um but this story sticks with me for a lot of reasons you know I think about um us as me as a kid and then us as adults it was much easier to try in and cover that up than go to my parents and say I had messed up, right? I think we've all done this as kids, but I also think we do this as Christians. How many times do we try and cover up our mistakes and pretend that everything is great and perfect and, man, look at how awesome my life is, right? Um, it's one thing to want to keep your business to yourself. I get that. Uh, But I also think it's a whole other thing to pretend like all your business is, (laughs) for lack of better words, pretty, right? If there's one thing I have learned in living a surrendered life to Jesus, it's that he doesn't care anything about me looking perfect and looking all together because honestly, he knows the truth. Um, And the truth is we're all jacked up. If you think, oh my goodness, you know, like maybe she's really jacked up, but you know, I feel like I've got a good handle on things. Man, if we weren't all jacked up, we wouldn't need Jesus, right? If we were as perfect as we portrayed ourselves, then uh, we we wouldn't desperately need a relationship with our Savior. So um, now with me saying this, I might step on some toes here a little bit, but but we're going to go here, okay? So I feel like when we cover up our sin, we are basically denying our wrong, right? So when we cover up that sin, we're either trying to make ourselves feel better about it or trying to keep it a secret from others. And honestly, just look at Adam and Eve in the garden. So after they both sinned, they used fig leaves to cover themselves and they hid from God. Now, the funny thing is God knew where they were But he still asked them, where are you? Now, we need to keep in mind that this was for their benefit, not his, right? Again, God knew where they were. But I think, you know, for for their benefit, he was kind of going, hey, like basically calling them out. Like, why are you hiding? Like, you hear me walking in the garden. Like, why, you know, what's going on? Why are you, why are you hiding? Why have you covered yourselves? Um, so, but I, I do think that covering up our sin and pretending like it isn't there is like, well, it's like hiding a broken lamp, right? And eventually it'll be out, it'll be found out sooner or later. I think that sin wants to be kept hidden because when it is exposed, that means that it needs to be dealt with. So keeping things hidden and in secret gives sin power over us. When sin is hidden, it can grow and eventually dominate our lives. So here's my question to you. What is your fig leaf? What are you using to try and cover up 
maybe a struggle that's really going on in your life, maybe a sin, um, and you're in a sin cycle that you can't break. But what is your fig leaf? I think for many of us, it's social media. Uh, for me personally, my goodness, it's Facebook. Um, and I think, you know, like I can make myself look amazing on Facebook. Can't we all? Right? Like we, 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 we need to keep in mind that Facebook is everyone's highlight reel. I know that we've all heard that before, but sometimes we, it, it, when we're not thinking straight and we see everybody else's highlight reel, we start feeling pretty, pretty glum, pretty bad about where we are, right? Because we're thinking, holy smoke, look at how good they have it. And look at how great their relationship is. And oh my gosh, look at how amazing, all the amazing stuff that they do. Um, so I think for a lot of us, social media is big enough to hide what we don't want to acknowledge and green enough to look good right? Just like that old fig leaf. So I'm not saying putting great pictures of really cool things on Facebook is wrong. All right. Hear me out on this. I'm not saying that. I am saying that our lives should be deeper than the pictures we post and it should reflect a little bit of our reality. For example, if your marriage is in trouble, putting pictures up of you and your spouse and I mean, literally going out of your way to brag about how good things are is probably not the route to take if, if you're really trying to make things better, right? Um, if your marriage is in trouble, fix it. Work on it. Have your inner circle of friends pray for you. Um, and, and I think that's always going to be more productive than trying to convince your social media followers how great things are. Because really, at the end of the day, who cares? Those nine times out of 10 are not the people that really, really know you. So I know this may blow some people's minds, <laughs> but if you are struggling in a certain area, just don't put anything up at all on social media about that area, right? And I know that for a lot of people, they're like, what? What do you mean? Don't, don't put my entire life up on social media? Right, right. Especially the areas that... You know, maybe, maybe you're struggling in or maybe you're, you know, fighting a battle that you're just thinking, man, this is a really tough area, really tough time in my life. So, yeah, just just maybe not put anything up at all. Boom. There. I said it. Um, I do think that social media can be a great tool for connecting and keeping up with others, but don't let it be the thing that you hide behind, right? Because I feel like a lot of us do. And honestly... Social media is just one of the things we use. I mean, really, it can be anything in your life that you you can use as a, uh, as a shield, you know, kind of duck behind. It could be your job. It could be how much money you make. Um, it could be your marital status. I mean, it could be anything, right? So um, I think for us, we, you know, we have to make sure that we're not hiding behind anything. So, man, what do we do? What do we do about this? You know, I, I think... The first thing is that we take our sin and our mess, we take it to God. We confess to him. You know, we, we, we confess and we repent to God. You know, um, my mom eventually found out about the lamp and I did get in trouble. But I got to be honest with you, I felt so much better after she found out because it was exhausting hiding it from her because it was almost like a, a daily Oh my gosh, like I, I, I was a daily burden. Like it was a heaviness that I was wearing because I knew I had wronged um, her and I, I knew that, you know, like I probably should come straight out and just say, hey, look, I messed up and 
here it is. This is the broken lamp. Um, but I, I, you know, there was a certain freedom in, in her finding out. And I think there's a certain freedom in laying all your cards out in front of God and saying, here I am mess and all right. Because God wants to know you, all of you and not just the good parts. And I think sometimes we forget about that. Um, and honestly, being fully known and fully loved by God is unlike anything else. And it, it, it's just, it's amazing. The freedom and security um, that comes from that, I mean, it just, gosh, it, it can't be matched. So first thing we do, man, take our sin and our mess to God, you know, confess and repent. Um, the second thing, I think it's so important for us to have a trusted accountability partner. I know, it's that's a scary thing, right? Um, for me, an accountability partner is someone that you know and trust because they are more concerned about your spiritual health than your feelings, right? So an accountability partner cannot be somebody that is nervous about hurting your feelings. It can't be somebody that is always making you feel good and fluffing you up. That's just not what accountability is. Um, accountability is hard and it can be painful, but it can also be beautiful. And I think when we keep sin in the dark and we hide it, like I said before, we give it power, power to grow and, and power over our lives. So bringing sin out of the darkness and speaking to someone, man, immediately it takes that power away. Um, we see in James, the book of James in chapter five, verse 16, it says, Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. So, man, accountability for me has been one of the best and hardest things I've ever done. It is hard to be transparent, but I do think it's how we grow and it's also how our struggles will help others. Um, you know, and I, I think if you're, if we're kind of get lost in our own struggles, man, you know, one of the things is one of the reasons we struggle is so that we as Christians, um, can kind of get through to the other side and, and help other people that may eventually be going down the same path or are in on the same path in, uh, the book of second Corinthians chapter one, verses three and four, it says, praise be to the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of compassion and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. So our struggles grow us, yes, but God also wants us to use our struggles to minister to others. And this can't be done if we are always trying to show how perfect everything is and how great everything is and how flawless we are. And we don't have any problems and we're just going to, you know, hide this and sweep this under the rug and pretend like it doesn't exist, right? Transparency is crucial, not only to our growth, but for those struggling around us. So I know when I hear someone verbalize something that they have been through that I am currently struggling with, I immediately feel connected to them. And then I want to hear more of their story because I want to know how they dealt with it. I want to know what God showed them. Like, they're kind of like, they, they've been in my shoes. And that just speaks 
differently to me. You know, it's one thing if you're thinking, if, if you're talking to me and you have never dealt with or been through what I've been through, I'm still going to have this feeling of, man, you know, like, that's great that you're offering me this advice, but um, there's just a something different when somebody else is like, man, I've been in your shoes. You know, like, it's it's an immediate trust factor that you both have. Um and so I, I think it's always good for us to see that we are not alone. And if God can work through a similar situation in someone else's life, then he can do it in ours as well, right? So um, the last thing, let's talk about the last thing. The last thing we can do is live in the freedom that comes from being fully forgiven. So I have talked to so many people since I've been in ministry that even though they know they are forgiven, they continue to carry shame or the burden of their mistakes. And, and guys, hear me when I say this. God does not want that for you. He just doesn't. That's not how God works. Our past does not define us. Our creator does. So, man, just keep that. God doesn't want that. If you're carrying shame or you're burdened by the mistakes that you've made, God doesn't want that for you. For, for you. He wants you to come to him and, and, and confess and repent, and then that's it. He's wanting you to get out of that, that mud puddle, the muck and the mire, and go, hey, you know what? You don't have to be defined by this. You don't have to stay here. You know, and, and I think the older I get, the more God works in my life, the easier it is to talk about the mistakes I've made. Now, I'm not proud of them, but I also know that it's not who I am anymore. So I, I know you guys have probably seen this um, printed somewhere, but I love the saying, trying to hurt me by bringing up my past is like robbing a house that I don't live in anymore. Man, it's just not where I am. God has done so much to mature my faith. And if me... Sharing my mistakes helps give someone hope that God will make beauty from ashes. Man, then I'm thankful that God could use me. And I, I think for, for everybody, like that's the, the mindset that we should be in because we're all going to have struggles. Let's just be completely honest about that. We're all going to have struggles. And for me, I just think that, and I want to encourage you guys, in those struggles, man, I encourage you to be transparent with people that love you and love Jesus. And watch how God works, not only for your benefit, but also for the benefit of others. So, guys, I hope this helped you guys. I hope this was uh, was helpful and, and hopefully useful for you. And uh, man, just thanks for, thanks for listening in again. I hope you guys have a great week. And uh, man, I hope you spend this week all jacked up. Mm-hmm.